This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Welcome to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. It's that time again to head out on the highway and check out what's going on in the auto industry. Les has constructed a passenger seat out of popsicle sticks. Les, that doesn't look too comfortable. No, uh, I'm getting splinters. Okay, well, and and it looks like you used five gallons of glue, but that's okay. Because we're going to start off with an interesting story this week. It should have been a home run. How did Ford botch the Explorer launch? Very important vehicle for them, the Ford Explorer. And it looks like they may have messed it up a bit. We'll tell you how. It's amazing. So many companies have botched launches in the last 10 years. And... Will performance drivetrains find their way into Volkswagen SUVs? Well, one executive says it could happen. Well, it it worked for Jeep, and and so I think we might be seeing that. Then we're going to talk tech about electric turbochargers. Uh, People talked about developing them. Now, one company says they're on the way and coming to the U.S. very soon. That is correct. And Dodge Challenger is top of the ponies. Not a surprise. (laughs) No. Uh, And there's a rumor that there's going to be a new one of those in 2023, too. But but, uh, it is good news for the folks over at Dodge. And why is lane centering? You know what that is, Les, when you you move out of the lane, your seat bumps or you get a vibration in the seat or the wheel shakes. Why is that not popular with new car buyers? Uh, same reason it's not terribly popular with you and me. <laughs> it makes you feel but, like a wheel's we, falling off. That's right. We'll explain it. And uh, at the end of this hour, I'm going to give an at-the-wheel review of the BMW X2M. Mm, that sounds interesting. It's, it's uh, good news, bad news. All right. Well, we'll get to all of that when we get rolling on this edition of Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. It's all there, cruisecontrolradio.com. Also, check out the podcast edition. We've been firing those off left and right. So uh, check those uh, editions out because there's a lot to get to there. Um, I have to ask, Les, these electric turbochargers, I hope they're not like the guys that used to do, uh, well, I know Roadkill did this. They did uh, the leaf blowers and used them as turbochargers. (laughs) I'm hoping it's something better. I hope it's better than that. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. You are Les Jackson. I I am. Yes, I, I have my name right in front of me. We'll have more cruise control after this.
Listen to the live feed of Cruise Control Radio every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com to find out how to do it. Is your car starting to show its age? Over time, paint becomes oxidized, faded, and scratched. But you can restore that tired paint and repair those scratches with the paint restoration system from 3M. It's an affordable way to make those repairs in your garage in just one afternoon with basic tools. The kit contains all of the restoration products and polishing pads you need to bring your vehicle's paint back to like new condition. For more information, visit www.3mcarcare.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Lesson Fred here, and we promised to tell you it happened again. You know, it's happening a lot. Car companies are botching uh, launches of new vehicles. This did not happen in the old days, but once again, uh, this time Ford uh, managed to really, really <laughs> put the uh, the old kibosh on the Explorer launch. Yeah, and it's one of their most important vehicles, of course, the Very. SUV, the high-volume vehicle. And um, it's kind of sad because at this plant, there have been so many problems. The Chicago assembly plant, uh, problems with everything from putting cars together uh, and quality problems to uh, personnel problems. Uh, And this has really uh, caused a big problem for... uh, for the Ford Explorer. They had to send, I think, 278 of them off to another plant somewhere and uh, and get them fixed up. Yeah. Well, you know, with all of the, the incredible effort they go through to launch a product, it's just amazing that this can happen. Yeah. Um, and uh, there are also, Consumer Reports said they have had problems with the Lincoln Aviator, too. So that is the companion vehicle to this under the Lincoln yeah. brand. Um, it's not good for the Ford executives, is it? No, this is the sort of thing that gets executives uh, sent away. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ford... <laughs> you know, well, he's, he's pursuing new... Opportunities, interests. yes. Special projects. Um, right. But Ford spent almost $1 billion upgrading this assembly plant in uh, Chicago. Uh, they outfitted it with uh, advanced technology to produce the Explorer, Aviator, and the police interceptor utility. Um, and there's been, a, there's been a lot of problems there. Uh, there's been talk of sexual harassment. There's been all kinds of things. Hostile work environments, roving groups of workers are intimidating other employees shouldn't they be building cars yeah isn't that the idea if you're an automotive company (laughs) i think so i think so so uh will this get worked out well uh i think the availability is better for explorers because you don't want to have someone come in and say i want a ford explorer i want to you know what do you got on the uh lot i want to take a look and i'm interested in buying and you're like i don't have any right yeah sorry I, and i don't know when i can get one and i i was wrong before because i said hundreds have been shipped out actually thousands of vehicles have thousands been, yes 
been shipped uh, 270 means, miles away. I, I mean, not only does this affect your, your stock price, your bottom line, uh, it, it makes your dealers really angry. Yeah, sure does. And it's not a, it's not a good look. I mean, the other botched launches I can think of, and maybe you can add some more in here, but the recent Chevy Silverado, right? That's correct. And the uh, less recent um, Chevy Volt. Chevy Terrible launch. Couldn't explain it. And then also, going further back, the Chrysler Pacifica, remember? That's right. The first Pacifica was kind of a, oh, they make they make a Pacifica? What is it? Yeah, and, and Celine Dion, I remember they hired her for big money. To, oh, boy. <laughs> to come in, and there was no tie-in. And But, no. you know, it's got to be disappointing. If you're an engineer, uh, a designer, you put... Your all your life into this. I've seen the Aviator. I've sat. I've sat in it. It's beautiful. It's it's out of this world. The interior. It's probably one of the best interiors I've ever seen. In a certainly in a Ford Lincoln product. You do all that work, and you get it right, and and then this happens. You know. So it it, it and it certainly doesn't help when you have roving bands of workers intimidate people. It just sounds <laughs> sounds terrible, but. It does. It really does. And it's, you know, it's like they're sort of patching everything with thumbtacks and glue. And, and it, you know, you have shaken faith in the product. I don't really know what they're repairing, but it can't be good to repair a new vehicle. You know? It cannot be good no matter what it is. Yeah. So, uh, and they started uh, shipping Explorers directly to dealers now on October 2nd. So it seems like they've got this problem handled so maybe it was just a little bit of a you know a starting starting line problem but we'll have to see but hey stay tuned to cruise control radio we've got plenty more to go we're just getting started coming up next volkswagen says it wants to be an enthusiast brand it also wants to be the ev leader as well can those two goals uh, coincide i think so and sure pretty exciting i think uh one of the executives is going to tell us about how uh they may be putting performance drivetrains into suvs yeah maybe the tiguan gti what do you think good thought yeah hey we'll have more good thoughts on cruise control when we come back i'm fred staub he's les jackson keep it buckled For the latest updates on Cruise Control, follow us on Twitter at Cruise Control Rad. That's C-R-U-I-S-E-C-T-R-L-R-A-D. Cruise Control Rad. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio. That's the show you're tuned into. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. Right now, I'm at the wheel of the cruise control van. Um, it's rattling down the road, but we're covering a, a lot of territory here, a lot of automotive news stories. And this next one, Les, is about Volkswagen. No, it's not. It's not about <laughs> Dieselgate. No, it is not. And uh, I have a, st- a little story about diesels, uh, if we have time later on. Absolutely. Um, but... Volkswagen, as we know, is really on a roll. They, you know, they're just making great products. They're, 
I guess, still the largest uh, car company in the world. Right. They announced their new uh, version uh, of the Atlas, uh, the sportier version of the Atlas recently. Um, They have a car that I'm looking forward to uh, getting into uh, coming up, the Golf GTI with potentially 250 horsepower, which sounds amazing, doesn't it? That is correct. I drove that uh, briefly at the WAPA rally a uh, week before last. The Mark 7 version. This is going to be yes. a Mark 8. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, you know, a prototype and uh, great fun. You certainly didn't get the chance to run it through its paces. But, yeah. But that's, it's attracting enthusiasts, and that's what Volkswagen wants to do. Yeah. And could we be seeing um, performance versions of all their vehicles? Well, Motor Authority has talked to Scott Keogh, who is the Volkswagen Group of America president. And uh, he says uh, that the next generation of European-built Golf GTI and Golf R will make it to American dealers. But Volkswagen is still figuring out if the sport wagon variants would follow. I hope they do. because those, I really those hope they do. I, you know, I just want these things to come back and saturate the market <laughs> yeah they're they're just very useful and uh, you can yes you can get them all-wheel drive and they're probably more of something people should drive uh than some i of would the bigger, agree yeah but they do have those great performance vehicles of course the golf r is the all-wheel drive version uh i think even the current one makes over 300 horsepower so yeah they're serious they're spunky. That's what they are, right? Uh, zippy. Peppy. <laughs> yes, peppy. <laughs> um, good pickup, as they say. Uh, but uh, he was asked, Scott was asked about whether we could see performance variants of things like the Tiguan, right? Uh, and sure. And the Atlas. And why not? Why, why wouldn't you? Don't you agree? Well, of course. And, you know, Jeep has performance, uh, you know, Grand Cherokee. Mm-hmm. The and um, track uh, you know, a few other well obviously uh, mercedes and bmw do all the srt Porsche. stuff uh dodge has the uh srt uh 392 right. durango. Um, durango which i had a chance to drive on the track so why not i mean people don't want to give up the sportiness but they want that high seating location and the utility and all-wheel drive so so why not right Absolutely. Uh, and let's face it, people are buying them. Yeah, people are buying them. But uh, just back to that that version of the Golf GTI that's going to be coming out. Uh, it's going to be built in Wolfsburg, Germany, once again. Going to have a very cool interior, probably 250 horsepower driving the front wheels of that version. Who knows how much the Golf R will have horsepower-wise driving all four wheels. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to see when they get here. Sadly, sadly, uh, we're not going to see the hybrid version of the Golf or some of the regular versions of the Golf. Um, and certainly, probably not the diesel version, which is still made uh, for Europe. Uh, so, really, they're bringing them over, the Golf, over as a performance car, not as a, you know, a high-quality small car to run around in. It's only going to be the performance versions. Very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. So, 
let's uh, let's talk a little tech, shall we? Because we always like doing that on Cruise Control Radio. And you and I have talked about this for a while, that there were going to be electric turbochargers, right? That's right. If you think about a turbocharger, I mean, it's a very useful piece of equipment. It boosts power mm-hmm. cheaply. Right. Uh, or, but it's if you when you look at a turbocharger, it's living in a horrible environment. Oh yeah. It, uh, in the exhaust stream, tremendous heat. It's spinning at thirty thousand RPM. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, if you could just put one on an electric motor, think of think of having a really powerful leaf blower. <laughs> Uh, don't don't but, get I mean, any I think, ideas. You know, people can picture it that way. Yeah. Well, uh, why not? Well, part of the the problem uh, is the um, the the two turbines. You know, the input turbine and the output turbine. Right? They're connected on a shaft, which means to start compressing the air that you're putting into the engine, you have to get more exhaust out first. And even though this has been significantly engineered out of the paradigm, uh, even to this day, you do get some turbo lag, don't you? You do. And no matter how well designed they are, you do get turbo lag. And the balance on that shaft has to be absolutely perfect Mm -hmm. or the turbocharger self-destructs. Yeah. Well, now, if you go electric, would that... Would that just get rid of any turbo lag per se? Because it it probably the speed of the turbo will follow probably the gas pedal. You know the rheostat on the gas pedal. Right. And right. We'll it just would pick be a right DC up. motor uh, that would spin up instantly. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's drawing fresh air in on its own. Yep. And uh, so you're you're not losing anything in the exhaust stream. Right. And this e-turbo, by the way, is being developed by Garrett Motion. And it puts electricity into the car's battery, improving fuel economy by reducing the load on the car's alternator. So so it's it actually doubles as a generator, too. That's right. Uh, or it can, I guess. Um, I, I just can't imagine this not being a better way to go. Mm-hmm. Probably, it has to be cheaper. You can probably, uh, probably control the boost levels better too, wouldn't you think? Sure, because you can you can make us make a smart motor, a smart DC motor, mm-hmm. very much like your uh, high efficiency furnace motor. Those are smart DC motors that run uh, as much air as the house needs for the given heat load. And won't packaging be easier under the hood as well? Oh, sure, because you could put it anywhere. Right, right. Pretty cool. Well, I I think this is something we're definitely going to see. Cost-wise, what do you think? More or less than the the current? I think it would be less expensive to make because there's less machining costs. And I'm also thinking this could be one heck of an aftermarket package. Yeah, because you're not now. You 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 basically run half the tubing. You don't have to That's have right. the the in input tubing, the intake tubing. Um, it really becomes kind of a one sided turbo in the sense that the one side is the electric motor, uh, and then it's still using the exhaust on the output as well, right? 
That's right. Yeah. Um, so it's really an electric supercharger. Actually, it's it's the other way around. It's it's actually not using the outs out the exhaust. Oh no, that's just free free flowing right through the system. Yeah, free flowing right through the system, and it is compressing the air on the input with a fan. Um, and it is not parasitic because you're not running a drive belt. You are you do have some load from the motor, but it's the motor's also acting as a generator. Wow, I think we've. <laughs> we found motion <laughs> perpetual motion perpetual motion right here on cruise control radio uh it sounds good i would say we're probably going to see this on audis in the somewhat near future uh maybe by 2021 even so that's not that far off les jackson no yeah not at all all right well you're listening to cruise control radio your on-air automotive magazine with fred Stobb and les jackson we will be right back to tell you who is king of the ponies so keep it tuned Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. Les and Fred rolling in the van, kind of making a few scraping noises in the bearings, <laughs> but, but it always runs. It, it does. And, you know, it, it knows that we have to we have to inform America about <laughs> the automotive world. And there's a lot to inform them about, Les. There is, and uh, folks are happy over at Dodge these days. Yeah. Uh, and that's because the they now dominate the uh, the pony car world. They're they're a, ahead of Mustang and Camaro. And uh, this is kind of the first time that's ever happened, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I guess Mustang was always the leader, followed by Camaro and then uh, Dodge in the back. But remember, this Challenger is built on what they call the LX platform, and that was developed way back in 2004. Wow. Remember when it came out? It had one of the least expensive-looking interiors in any car it was so basic uh, but uh, and i was at the launch which was in new york city you were there too yep and we were driving those through manhattan and people of course nobody had seen the retro new look right and people were coming out onto the sidewalks and waving yes uh it was pretty neat but you're right the, the one thing we noticed uh in those first cars was just boy oh boy uh, kind of a, you know, parts bin, uh, throw it, throw it in their interior. Snap fit. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it wasn't great, but I tell you, you and I have talked about pony cars a lot. The current, the current group. I like, I like Mustang. I like Challenger Camaro. I like the way it sounds. Yeah. I have trouble seeing out of it. And we've I talked about this a lot on Cruise Control. Uh, I, I don't like driving Camaro. It's uh, claustrophobic. Yeah. Well, sales of Camaro uh, are down. Uh, Camaro sales have dropped by a troubling 15%. And uh, Fords are down by 12%. 
I I just got out of a Mustang, and I know you just got out of a Mustang GT. Uh, I think it's pretty outstanding. I mean, I it is. It I got is. out of that, and I thought I I could I could buy one of these and drive it around. I had a lot of fun. I was, you know, trying out all the different modes. I mean, heck, the thing comes with line lock from the factory. How how you know? How can you? It's amazing. It's amazing. And the interior is nice. It it's not cheap, and I can and, see out of it. And the ride, you know, remember we're dealing with the uh, independent rear, and it's a good, smooth ride. Yeah, and sure, you can't use the rear seat for passengers, but that's no, that's no. pony car tradition. <laughs> that's rear seats in pony cars are there for the insurance, right? Uh, qualifications, not for anything else. Right. Exactly. So, um. I think what I think what's doing it though for people over at Dodge. Let's let's remember they have so many different versions: uh, the RT, the 392, the Hellcat, the Hellcat wide body. They had the Demon. Um, you can get it with everything uh, from a, a a V6 with all wheel drive uh, to uh, a 5.7 Hemi and and on up to over 700 horsepower, over 800 if you count the Demon, which you can't buy That's anymore. Right. But, you know, and they have endless versions with stripes and uh, all kind of cool colors. Um, I just drove a uh, Hellcat widebody. It was a wonderful um, kind of metallic maroon with gold wheels they're called uh, brass monkey wheels they even they had they brought back good, the fun names good name good yeah. name and with these great seats that looked like you were sitting in a saddle you know they were that kind of tan tan stuff uh, uh leather on there and it it really i mean that's what i think has kept this platform in the forefront lots of special versions lots of cool colors big horsepower um and it's something for everyone i mean even i even drove the v6 all-wheel drive model in the snow and it's like who would think about driving a pony car in the snow yeah the thing also is it's a practical everyday car it's just big enough um and you know and 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 practical enough that you can just drive it to work. You can drive it, drive your kids to school. You can throw a bike in the trunk. Uh, and the uh, Mustang and Camaro are a little bit more limited that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, the rumor on the street is there'll be a new version on a different platform in 2023. Do you think they'll stay retro with the look? I think so. I, you know, it's working. Yeah, just freshen it up. Get the because that LX platform. Think of how how long ago that that was developed. <laughs> That's a long time, but it's but it's worked out great for them. Yeah, and also they do a lot with aftermarket, uh, you know, dealer aftermarket parts for that too. So there's a lot of good challengers out there, and they they would make a fun used car too, wouldn't they? They would, uh, and it's interesting because this is such a success after the rather disappointing um, Dodge Magnum, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool, but it just didn't sell. Yeah, it was very cool. I, I have a friend that has one. He loves it, 
Uh, and it, it was a cool car. They even had a police car version of it, <laughs> which is pretty wild. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, uh, if you are a listener to Cruise Control Radio, you know that we drive a lot of cars. And a lot of times we're jumping into those cars and just getting right to it for the At The Wheel Reviews. Sometimes the lane centering system has been left on. And if you're not really paying attention you might get your seat starts bumping or the steering wheel starts shaking and you think, wow, what am I getting a flat tire or something? But, uh, it's really the lane centering system or, you know, in some vehicles, I think I was in an F one fifty where it starts to push you back into the lane. Yeah. Which feels a little weird when you don't expect it. But apparently, uh, according to the IIHS, uh, the Insurance Institute, which does all the crash testing, they're the people that do all the crash testing and evaluation of cars. Consumers distrust this system. Uh, they do, and I and they do. I think for the same reason we do. We try these out all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm driving right now has it, and the the problem is they wander in the lane. They're actually looking at the dotted lines. Mm-hmm. And they're talking to their own GPS system, but therein lies the problem. Uh, so they stay in the lane quite effectively, sometimes dramatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Mercedes, when you cross the lane in a Mercedes, not only does it vibrate the uh, wheel and stiffen up the uh, steering, but it also applies the brakes slightly. <laughs> which can be a which, little off-putting. That's, that's disconcerting, but... Um, and so they wander uh, about three feet laterally in the lanes, and that's very disconcerting to a lot of people, yeah, including us. Now, this uh, was not a big study. It was only 20 participants, and they used the Mercedes E300, a 2017 model, a 2019 Infiniti QX50, a 2018 Volvo S. 90, a 2017 BMW 530i, and a 2016 Tesla Model S. They all do this a little bit differently. Um, and I guess this would be analogous uh, to some of the systems like Super Cruise and Cadillac and also um, Nissan, uh, the Pro Pilot right. in Nissan, uh, which I found I found the Nissan system worked pretty well. To be honest, I haven't tried the uh, Super Cruise yet in Cadillac. Um I, for one, I'm not big on these systems. Like, I never let the vehicle park itself because I'm always afraid that it's going to screw up and then I'll have a problem. So I never use that stuff. And it kind of sounds like people, uh, some of these, well, only 20 participants, but it sounds like these 20 participants kind of felt that same way uh, about lane centering, that they, you know, it, it made them feel weird or felt like, hey, I can do that. Sort of like a pilot. Some pilots like to land the plane themselves, and and others will use auto land. Where they, where That's they, correct. Yeah. Um, and actually, I teach these AARP safe driving classes, and invariably anyone in those classes who has this uh, system in their new cars comments that they don't like it. Yeah. Now, do you think this will change generationally as we it move? Will. It will. It will. And when the GPS five? system worldwide is remapped mm-hmm. so that it's no longer plus or minus 18 inches, uh, it's going to be plus or minus one centimeter. That's a so big difference. So it'll say the cars will stay just dead center in the lane. Yeah. 
Well, we've got a lot more to go on Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com, where you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. When we come back, Les is going to have an at-the-wheel, and we're going to tell you about why people are very happy in Germany. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Feeling a little dim? Don't blame your brain or the weather. Hazy headlights may be the problem. Hazed or cloudy plastic headlights can reduce your vehicle's visibility on the road, making it very difficult to see the road and for other cars to see you. Now you can restore plastic headlight lenses to like new clarity with the Lens Renewal Kit from 3M, an easy-to-use solution for removing the yellowing and hazing that reduces headlight performance and visibility. For more information, visit www.3mcarcare.com. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control Radio. We're your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. We're taking you on a ride around the automotive world, which sometimes takes us to Germany. Dateline Germany, Les. A lot of people were worried that the speed limit was going to be reduced on the Autobahn, all of it, to about 80 miles an hour. Now, remember, they still have areas where it's unlimited, right? That is correct. Uh, not close to urban areas, but on the main sections of the Autobahn. It's unlimited. They're very, very, very strict rules. And they have incredible cameras that will take your picture. <laughs> they do. Um, but, but they were going to reduce the speed to about 80 miles an hour for the length of it. However, 498 MPs rejected the Green Party motion. And uh, but 126 were in favor. Another seven abstained, which is kind of a cop out. Don't you think they should vote one way or another? Yeah, do it one or the other. I mean, I understand um, the, the environmental issues, but this is kind of part of the German culture. Uh, yes. Germany's transportation minister previously stated that the idea of posing of imposing speed limits defies all common sense. Let's just say he didn't abstain from the vote. What do you think? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it does. And that is its actual redeeming quality. Mm -hmm. uh, but they've been doing this for 80 years. Uh, and uh, it's a it's a matter of national pride. People fun, fun, fun take on great the pride in, in their driving skills and in their... Uh, and 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 in keeping their vehicles in great condition. Now, isn't it true if you're on a speed run there, you put your left turn signal on and leave it on? That's right. That and means and tailgating someone in the left lane is gets you a like a five hundred dollar fine. And if you're not going to go wide open throttle in these areas, don't be in the left lane. <laughs> that would That's be right. one of my advice. But <laughs> but you have an Autobahn story, don't you? I do. Many years ago, a friend of mine and I took a ski trip uh, across Europe. Sounds wonderful. And uh, we landed in Luxembourg and rented a Simca. <laughs> which had 26 which was, horsepower. It was a 42 horsepower. <laughs> wow, the performance version. And uh, we drove it through uh, Luxembourg, obviously, for a little bit of France, uh, 
Germany, mm-hmm. um, Austria, Switzerland. Wow. And in Germany, uh, I was driving, uh, daring, daring, uh, handsome, windblown uh, race driver. <laughs> in and, the 42 horsepower car. <laughs> in the Simca. And it had a top speed of maybe 78. Wow. Wide open. Wide open. And you really, I mean, it was, it was internally hemorrhaging at that RPM. <laughs> uh, we ruined that car in one week. We, we actually made all the tires bald. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, honestly, we just drove it to death. Wow. But... Uh, I was driving. I managed to get in the left lane of the Autobahn just briefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, as cars are coming down at 120, flashing their lights, that means get out of the way. Right. Uh, which we did. Yeah, wisely. Yeah. So, yes, I've been on the Autobahn. No, I haven't been on the Autobahn. <laughs> well, the other thing uh, I'm thinking of, some of the Corvette executives that we've talked to, uh, when they uh, when they are over there testing, they like to pull up next to a, a Porsche, blow the horn and wave, and then just hammer the throttle and oh, and yeah. leave them in the dust. You know, <laughs> very true. That could be hurt 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 some to the German pride there, don't you think? Well, it does. I mean, the Germans are very proud of their cars. They're three big brands, and uh, they don't like it mm. when an upstart shows shows them uh or or what, humiliates them on the for? autobahn gives them what for yeah it's that, like somebody you know coming over with a jaguar and beating us at indy that's right <laughs> that's right um but you have a vehicle that would be very well suited at the autobahn uh, matter of fact in uh, the bavarian section of uh, germany and uh, what are you reviewing what's your at the wheel review <laughs> Well, this is the uh, BMW X2 M35i. Okay. It's a mouthful. Yep. Um, This is a beautiful SUV, small SUV. You know, the X series, you know, the X5, the X3, the X2. Yeah. Uh, But it's uh, it's well-designed. It's very roomy inside. The one I have is Alpine white exterior. Okay. Magna Red Dakota leather inside. It is a beautiful wow. interior. Wow. Uh, every every neighbor and my wife, they've all gone, boy, what a gorgeous car inside. That's classic. Red leather and white exterior. It's just gorgeous. And it's super high quality materials inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, very comfortable seats. Everything's power, of course. Um, pretty much, uh, well... Not pretty much everything, but a lot of things are are standard in these, um, including things like uh, sport brakes, sport steering, run-flat tires. Not my favorite kind of tire. A little hard riding. Oh, hard isn't the word. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) A very good Nissan-type rear-view camera with the uh, bird's-eye view. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, folding mirrors, very, very nice. Power tailgate, very mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, uh, push-button start. I guess you can't make a car anymore if <laughs> it doesn't have a push-button start. Well, I, I have 
one to review. I think uh, that does not have a push button start, but I'll talk to you about that. Well, it's amazing. Yeah. I'm not even sure where I'd put a key anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, self-parking, which I do use. Okay. Or parking assist, I guess we want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, Apple CarPlay, Sirius, all of that stuff. Great, great electronics. You know, the iDrive, which started off, let's face it, horrendously, uh, with some real problems. Right. It's quite uh, gentrified now, and and it's gotten quite intuitive. I remember when that came out, and I oh. had a seven series, and I thought they've made a car I can't use. I <laughs> they delivered the seven series to me, and uh, they couldn't actually set up the uh, the uh, iDrive to move the seats, and they had to take it back. <laughs> I remember not being able to tune the radio, but this is years ago, and now it's improved. It's right, the early two thousands. Um, the overall uh, drive characteristics. Uh, very interesting. Now, I mean, it's a terrific vehicle that I wouldn't buy. And it's not that it's bad because it's by no means bad, but it's a it's a two-liter uh, turbocharged four. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got ample power. It's not what I would call fast, but, but it's certainly uh, quick. The, the problem is it has a very annoying exhaust note, which is electronically driven, and 20-inch tire uh wheels oh boy so the ride is it's just horrible i mean really it's so jarring that everyone in it uh said my gosh i don't like this <laughs> dental work required afterwards that's right but mm. you know it's a great vehicle i just would not get the m version what's the price 55020 wow that's up there mileage it's it's up there Mileage 29 highway, 23 town. Uh, I'm barely doing more than 24. Mm. All right. Well, there you have it. Say that name one more time, Les. <laughs> BMW X2 M35i. Wow. All right. That is your At The Wheel for this week on Cruise Control Radio. We appreciate you listening to the show. Don't forget, check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Time for me to say I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We're going to see you down the road. Bye. Cruise Control Radio is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com for more information.